नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारवक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा ऑलराइट टुडेज पॉडकास्ट इज अबाउट अ वेरी स्पेसिफिक रिपोर्ट दिस रिपोर्ट लेट मी जस्ट पुट इट अप ऑन द स्क्रीन फॉर योर रेफरेंस दिस रिपोर्ट इज कॉल्ड द न्यू इंडिया एशिया पैसिफिक इट इज पार्ट ऑफ दैट इट इज व्हाई दिस इज इंडियाज डेकेड इंडिया हैज द कंडीशंस इन प्लेस फॉर एन इकोनॉमिक boom fueled by offshoring investment in manufacturing the energy transition and the country's advanced digital infrastructure these drivers will make it the world's third largest economy and stock market before the end of the decade uh, this is a report by morgan stanley and to talk about this report i have rajiv mantri with me rajiv thanks for coming thank you kushal for having me so rajiv we start uh, karte uh, aise karte hai ki First of all, what parts of the report did you find uh, interesting, and maybe we'll start with uh, first the parts you found interesting, and then maybe what I have uh, in mind. So, what did you make out of it? Nee, so Kushal, before diving into this with you, uh, just want to highlight. So, you know, the lead author of this report is uh, Ridham Desai. So, Ridham is a twenty-five-year veteran of uh, Indian financial markets. So, which you know uh, speaks to his. Uh, kind of having seen it all in a sense you know he started in india with morgan stanley in 90 in 1997 if i remember correctly and uh, he has seen the evolution of the country from a frontier market to an emerging market and uh, now obviously with this kind of uh, uh, thematic report which they have put out uh, they are positioning india you know among the world's largest uh, probably to emerge as among the world's largest uh, equity markets and also obviously economies so i just wanted to flag you know uh, that the author of the report has a lot of perspective on the uh, indian economy and uh, some kind of unique experience in terms of what he has seen with india over the last 25 years yeah so, so that's actually good that you mentioned this because otherwise uh, one of the things that we have in in our politically charged uh, atmosphere these days is that every time something uh, is uh, published that is even mildly praiseworthy of india and its prospects the people start saying oh iske to paise khilayenge likhne ke liye blah 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 so i'm actually glad he has he himself mentioned that in one of the i think uh, so one of these media conclaves uh, he had mentioned that at the risk of sounding pro government you know he he kind of prefaced his rhythm prefaced his remarks by saying that at the risk of sounding pro government you know i'm saying this so that just tells you that even even analysts are afraid of the environment that you're talking about even analysts are scared ki agar main aise bol dunga to log bolenge ki are ye to ye hai so unfortunately that is the kind of uh, wishes or vitiated uh, discourse that we have today yeah and and in such a such an atmosphere how do we have sensible discussions like how does somebody break down uh, the claims made in the report and take them down and have uh, an open discussion about it because everything is so tribal it's just sad but one of the key things that the report mentioned is that india is set to become the third largest economy by 2027 now that's a tall claim nahi that's not necessarily a tall claim uh if you if you see all that is happening in the world and situation in europe uh the demographics that are uh, pretty uh, set in stone at this point for many of the advanced economies so india getting to that position in another 6 years is not that to- that taller claim actually so i think 
we just saw the uh, most recent quarters gdp uh, uh, print yes uh, yesterday or day before and we are already looking at uh, you know probably 7% plus growth rate for this financially or pretty easily how many countries are even growing at that level so uh, my view is you know china will find find it very hard to grow uh, at even 4% for the rest of this decade uh, and frankly that doesn't leave many places where there is growth so if india continues to grow well for the next 6 to 8 years we will be the uh, world's uh, you know third fourth largest economy in that time frame i know all this sounds very shocking to us but the numbers are what they are yeah so talking about the report now so this is what the report says this is a this is where well, it starts with this uh, what will drive the growth right these are the three pillars that they say is going to be driving india's growth one is energy transition one is digital differentiation and one is offshoring so i i want to understand first of all at the face of it do you agree with uh, these three factors that uh, they have narrowed down in the report rajiv yourself no absolutely i think uh, they they have they have sort of put it very succinctly by uh, you know delineating these three pillars and you were asking me kushal which is my favorite part of the report uh so mm-hmm. my actually the segment i found most interesting was the energy transition bit uh because because i explained that no nee so i was uh, not probably less bullish than what uh, this report is saying when it comes to energy transition uh but but the but the data points and the way they fleshed out the argument here in terms of uh, why india is going to see a significant change in how it generates power as well as the change in the transportation uh, uh, in energy trans uh, uptake in transportation uh and and uh, the overall impact of that on uh, even on our on our, on our uh, macro because if we achieve this it means that we will probably be importing less oil uh, uh once this decade is run out so so that to me was probably one of the most interesting segments in the report uh, some of the other arguments i'm i'm sort of familiar with and we'll obviously go over them again uh but the energy transition one was i think uh, probably the most interesting to me yeah but the energy transition but i remember it it is in the latter half of the report i think it's in the end of the report uh, where they discuss yes. the energy transition uh, in in detail but uh, mm. i honestly can i play the devil, uh, play the disappointing guy in the room here like how please, do please. they how do they i mean they're relying on a lot of renewables right it, it, one of the aspects of the report is their reliance on renewables in this now uh, honestly I, i'm not I, i'm very skeptical when it comes to renewable energy like if they factor in nuclear i i understand nuclear is a much more stable source of power and energy but yaar matlab solar wind or ye sab cheezon ke base pe do you really think we can transition Nee, so I think at least for India, nuclear uh, probably will be a part of the mix. I know Europe does not recognize nuclear as a, a, a renewable source, uh, which is why you know uh, the EU is penalizing France. If you can believe that, France, which generates about I think seventy-five to eighty percent of its power from nuclear sources, uh, is is being penalized by the European Union for not complying with renewable uh, sort of mandates. uh but but i think india probably will take up nuclear in a substantive way in fact if you see the statement recently from the 
science and technology minister uh, jitendra singh ji uh, he said that we have to consider even allowing private sector companies and startups to enter the field of nuclear power generation when it comes to adopting and deploying new technologies like small modular reactors so small modular reactors are essentially so nuclear plants you know conventionally they have been sort of mega sized plants right so what's happening now in the nuclear power field is uh, there is the uh, availability of smaller sized reactors uh, what are called smrs so uh, this new technology uh, the, the indian government is talking in terms of opening the door uh, for private participation into that industry uh, just the way we have seen in the last 3 years the emergence of the space sector the emergence of uh, uh, private companies in nuclear medicine and now it's being talked of in nuclear power so that's that's to me a very heartening development i think i think what you're suggesting is absolutely right that uh we would need to actually include nuclear in the renew- renewable mix to attain that scale to uh make sure that the country you know or rather the power uh, uh infrastructure in the country isn't determined uh, uh reliant too much on intermittent sources of power so uh, nuclear is a great base load source and uh, india should push it yeah not only should india push it my biggest worry with uh, other sources like solar is that um the yield and the efficiency is very poor in solar right i, I have some personal experience with solar it uh, it all started with my i'll give you the background to this it all started with my interest in converting my own factory into a solar powered plant how many right. years ago when was this kushal if i might ask how many years back yaar 6 7 saal ho gaye kam se kam 6 7 saal ho gaye that's a that's like a generation more than a generation probably so so what happened so what i'll like so i would, I would say ki i mean in 6 7 years you know technology costs everything has advanced dramatically like costs have really come down efficiency has gone up like lot of improvements have come yeah but uh, so i even i did the calculation so let's say uh, i'm giving you a baseline figure so let's say you have 10000 square feet of um, rooftop space you're in factory with a 10000 see for india solar can work for large companies which have lots of sasta land where they can put solar panels for example but 80 to 85% of indian manufacturing is small and medium scale industries right so even if i remove the small in the picture i just focus mm-hmm. on medium scale industries where let's say you have a shed of 10000 square feet i'm just giving you a hypothetical figure 10000 square feet ke shed mein agar aapne upar wo solar panels lagaye in a city like mumbai full caveat in a city like mumbai which has rainy season and which has whatever winter is there i mean jo bhi hai i'm not talking about rajasthan i mean jo bhi theek hai so whatever winter is there yeah whatever winter is there that's just the fact yaar abhi kya karu now the problem i realized is a even with current uh, panels ha huh, the cost has dropped the pa- cost of the panel has dropped no doubt but the electricity generation first of all the batteries still are very expensive so let so that that is a huge roadblock the battery storage unit cost is very high so what a lot of companies try to do is they try to do this net meterage or direct consumption model so what happens is whatever power you generate in the day is directly consumed by a unit on the spot on the day itself and that that is what is running the factory now that can only work is your overall per 
पर आवरली पावर रिक्वायरमेंट इज वे मोर देन द पैनल इज जनरेटिंग सो दैट्स पॉइंट नंबर वन पॉइंट नंबर टू नाइनटी नाइन पॉइंट नाइन नाइन परसेंट ऑफ द केसेस दैट विल बी द केस इनफैक्ट द पावर रिक्वायरमेंट इन अ टेन थाउजेंड स्क्वेयर फीट शेड एरिया विल बी वे मोर देन द पावर दैट द सोलर विल जनरेट एंड द कॉस्ट इवेंचुअली राजीव डज नॉट एंड अप बींग वेरी अट्रैक्टिव विच इज द रीजन अ लॉर्ड ऑफ यूनिट्स लुक आई स्टिल हैव माई फैक्ट्री आई मे नॉट रन इट आई हैव रेंटेड इट आउट बट द पॉइंट इज even in our area medium scale units are not shifting to the solar model it is not efficient people Lini, people so might you know be see for for industrial or manufacturing you use cases it may not be the right uh, power source i'm not suggesting ki factories should use solar power for example uh but uh, but for solar uh, but for commercial residential use cases it it might makes it might make more sense in the right geographies obviously you can't put up a uh, you know a solar uh, facility in areas where it is rainy or other conditions are not ambient uh, but uh, last 6 7 years many things have changed like i think lot of uh, uh, companies are also trying to solve the storage issue like the energy storage problem that you were mentioning uh, so and and see 7 8 we've already come 6 7 years uh, so uh, i'm guessing like you know uh, you mentioned that you you tried this 6 7 years ago so i would think 6 7 years obviously so much has changed and if you try to do the same thing again maybe you'd have slightly different results uh so so i would say ki uh over a 7 8 year period with a push from the government and kind of a drive to ensure that at least uh, residential and commercial buildings have more uptake of solar power obviously industrial has own requirements and you know we'll have to uh, continue to look at like coal and other things until uh, you know maybe there is a more predictable uh, predictability factor in place for renewables like wind and solar uh, but but i feel optimistic it is achievable so if you see all the good things that are happening in the venture uh, startup ecosystem on this aspect so climate tech has really come to the fore and there's capital flowing into it smart people are trying to tackle some of these problems so the optimist in me says that this is a solvable issue and frankly many countries have solved it obviously those countries are much smaller than india so what we need to do is take some of those ideas and scale them up uh so so and and obviously like like we discussed nuclear has to be a big part of the answer from india's perspective so i actually 100% agree with you if you are going to uh, sell solar for residential i'm 100% in agreement with you totally in agreement with especially you have these big gated communities coming up exactly. and a lot of these exactly. these areas are coming up not only in mumbai across india you have the concept of gated large communities complexes, you know shopping malls you know yes. large uh, commercial areas like that i mean for them it's like a no brainer actually in some ways yeah yeah i agree so i am 100% in agreement over there and none of them should actually use a battery the net meterage uh, formula is the best formula you just generate the power and give it back to the grid there is no need for storing that power i i i actually believe storage of power is a is a useless model just give it back to the grid and you know you can adjust the cost now the government can entice abhi problem ye hoti hai ki net meterage mein tune rates dekhe hain kya government kya deti hai matlab इलेक्ट्रिसिटी डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन रिफॉर्म्स सो देर इज अग 
kind of reform that is due in india now and it kind of gets stuck because of states needing to take action so there's something called the electricity act i think this last changed in 2003 so government had recently brought a new act the new electricity act uh oh yeah i remember and, yeah yeah so so routinely kind of that that gets bound up in you know state versus union government kind of disputes on uh, whether uh, we will implement we will not implement because electricity and power i think is on the uh, concurrent list yep that 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 is a huge 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 uh, problem bagar ek cheez main tere ko dikhana chahta tha ek aur ye this part was really interesting how will india consume energy just look hmm. at this this is fascinating so look at from 2021 to 31 where is oil going where is gas going electricity non fossil mein growth dekh fossil mein growth dekh non fossil mein huge jump hai ye dekh this is a colossal number actually it says exajoules gigantic gigantic yeah. so so uh one exajoule would have i don't know i'm just trying to think how many zeros does a exajoule have for the benefit so this, of this, our... this chart actually uh, shocked me uh, so, uh an exajoule has an exajoule has basically is basically, basically basically 10 to the 18 joules so yeah. it's like a uh yeah very very large number which Or probably in our in our daily lives you would never see anywhere else and, and uh, by the way some one thing the report uh, did in its calculation of why they are positive about uh, india is that india is party to the paris climate accords which is very interesting why what did you make of that like this was a significant factor in their calculation of the entire report ne so so see many countries are looking at, looking at the energy transition at at uh, compliance with sort of these new uh, mandates as a burden but i think india has actually taken it very positively and our government is saying that you know let's take this into an opportunity to kind of build up national capabilities and create an industry in india create create all these energy related industries which will be the next sort of upcoming industries in the world and uh, this i think it's a very forward looking and positive approach and frankly there is no alternative to it the way i see it we all know pollution ki kya halat hai sub cities mein oh yeah you know at, at the current situation only we are in a disaster mode right like things have go- gone so far off the edge that i know people who leave cities like delhi and uh, you know move away for three months of the year to another part of india to escape the pollution so uh, pollution in sort of big cities is now have proposing a livability challenge so mm-hmm. can we continue doing what we are doing and hope to reach a gdp of 5 trillion and 7 trillion dollars uh, i don't think so uh, we have to change something we have to sort of uh, course correct and uh, it will require sort of india to frankly take a leadership position in this यार ये पोल्यूशन का तो क्या हाल है अभी आई डोंट वांट टू साउंड यार मेरी वाइफ जब से एक महीना हो गया हम लोग इंडिया वापस आए ठीक ही नहीं हो रही है <laughs> उसको पोल्यूशन से उसको बीमारी है वो हालत ये है वो अभी वो सात महीने अमेरिका में रह लिए उधर चेंज हो गए अभी इधर आए मेरी वाइफ बीमारी हो रही है वो ठीक ही नहीं होती इट्स अ वेरी बैड सिचुएशन आई मीन आई मीन वेदर दिल्ली कलकत्ता आई थिंक बॉम्बे इज स्टिल अ लिटिल बेटर ऑफ बिकॉज़ यू गाइस हैव द सी राइट नेक्स्ट डोर लाइक यू नो वहां से जो लाइक यू 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 kind of get a nice uh, kind of wind blowing in from the sea and having that you know uh, really addresses the the issues a lot but if you are in calcutta or delhi though it's really bad 
अनदर चार्ट ये चार्ट भी मेरे को बड़ा इंटरेस्टिंग लगा ये एनर्जी के ऊपर ही दिस इज द की नंबर सजेस्टिंग दैट इंडिया इज सींग एन इन्फ्लेक्शन इन इट्स एनर्जी ट्रांजेक्शन जर्नी दे ओनली कवर द टॉप कॉर्पोरेट बेसिकली दीज नंबर आर रियली स्टैगरिंग दीज आर That's like we are we are looking at essentially a 10x, right? Like uh, holy sh! Yeah, man. I mean, just looking to go towards to like 228. Yeah, they. So, and and thank you. Even this target of 100 plus gigawatts, this was set just about seven eight years ago. And when it was set, it was it was seen as a really stretch goal. But India has hit that mark. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, these are I think these are generation numbers. so these are not necessarily capacity that is actually being utilized yeah, yeah all the various problems we discussed but still i think it's a meaningful and very important uh, data point this this one stood out to me in this uh, two wheeler ev penetration in key cities is now over 10% after just oh, a yes. year launch that is insane nee and kushal uh, this is one of the most important shifts underway in india actually if you if i think somewhere in this report we also had the three wheeler numbers so if you look mm-hmm. at three wheelers which are used for goods transport and so on at short distances mm-hmm. i think within 3 years entire three wheeler uh, uh transport in india will be on electric powered vehicles mm-hmm. uh and and two wheelers too are growing very rapidly uh in fact you know i have a i have a clear line of sight on this because one of my investee companies is at the forefront of this revolution so you know i i know what is happening in this space uh, reasonably well and uh, frankly uh, you might recall 2 3 years ago there was a huge outcry uh, on why government is not cutting fuel prices and kaise sabko loot rahe hain taxes laga laga ke and uh, at that time you know i had i had said also ki you know this is a considered policy choice because the government wants to push people to consider electric vehicles and mm-hmm. इतने जूते पड़े थे इतने गालियां पड़ी थी मेरे को ट्विटर पे ओ यार मुझे याद है हम लोग हंस रहे थे व्हाट्सएप में मुझे याद आ गया वो अक्रॉस द बोर्ड पीपल मॉक मी लाइक एनीथिंग बट नाउ यू सी 2 इयर्स लेटर व्हेन व्हेन यू हैव पेट्रोल कॉस्टिंग ओवर 100 रुपीस अ लीटर इन मोस्ट सिटीज 95 9500 रुपी के लेवल पे जो पेट्रोल के दाम हैं एक एक लीटर के तो उसमें पीपल विल बी फोर्स्ड टू थिंक ट्वाइस they will th- look for alternatives now if the government had not had the policy of taxing transport fuels uh, fossil fuel based uh, transport fuels uh, then no one would be making a change no one would be seeking a alternative uh, so i will in fact credit the government for its policy on this i mean and if you go back to that list of three four things that i mean if can we see that again so yeah, every sure. one of those items every every one of those items if you pull it up so you look at all of those three four bullet points right so uh, why are we seeing this inflection in energy transition the first one is renewable investments by corporates which we discussed which is you know significant jump up uh, mm. second one is the stuvula penetration again i think like i said policy driven third one is biofuels so biofuels is also an area where essentially the the domestic uh, very large domestic sugar industry that we have is seeing hmm. a significant opportunity uh so uh, ethanol blending of biofuels is actually a very well established uh technology at this point and hmm. blending to even double digit levels is fairly achievable 
it is all about getting the supply chain right getting the producer incentives right and so on countries like brazil have been doing this for like a long time now so here too indian government has been working very assiduously uh, they've been working very hard to uh, kind of align uh, the sugar industry make them work with the omcs create the blending mandates kind of uh, get the auto industry to sort of uh, play, come along with that and and what this will mean is that at the margin our oil consumption uh, from the installed base of cars and two wheelers and so on will probably be reduced uh, and then the final point is this gas pipeline infrastructure now uh, obviously gas is a, a fossil fuel but it's a fairly clean burning fossil fuel so uh, even building out city level gas grids none of this can happen without uh, good government interventions without good policy making so i just wanted mm. to flag that all of these uh, 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 triggers which are in place to have that kind of a energy transition over a 7 8 year period all of them require government intervention smart thinking good policy making and in fact that is not happening in india yeah now let's get into the next one in the report which is where i i so i'm going to go right back to the first page again where uh, which is offshoring now the the honestly as per this report they are the most bullish about offshoring this bit this bit you saw the right. bit about manufacturing right the growth in manufacturing which they are projecting yeah so yeah so i i okay chalo fir uske upar jate hain because that i could not digest that, that is something i just cannot understand so usme do cheeze thi manufacturing mein cars of a yeah. industry that's that's speaking yeah. here yeah having all kinds of anti employment labor laws so the the labor laws that we have had have historically actually been anti employment they are not pro laborer they are anti employment they are designed to stop uh, the job creation because people will if you are if you are a if you are a, a company looking to hire uh, workers you will just look at that list and you will be like rehne do bhai humse nahi hone wala itna to chhod do you just kind of give up wahi pe log give up maar dete hain ki kaun is sab comply kar raha hai is not possible so the first thing is we are changing some of those labor laws the codes have already been cleared by parliament uh, states are actually now in advanced stages of implementation of it uh, yes one can be a little bit skeptical ki states nahi implement karenge again the whole you know federal versus union government uh, kind of thing comes in and uh, frankly parliament had passed these codes a while ago so one can ask and 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 uh, it would not be wrong to see ki why is it taking so long but having said that i mean the fact is ki uh, i would i would argue it's more likely than not that the full implementation of the labor codes will happen uh, so that's the first thing second thing is credit extension so what does it take to grow a manufacturing business right so ultimately if you don't have access to credit you can't grow a manufacturing company you simply can't mm. uh, and and on that front too what are we changing 
well uh, india has consolidated the number of so so just to actually give before i talk about the consolidation part india uh, if we go back uh, you know 10 years india had about 27 scheduled commercial banks 27 most of them mm-hmm. were like subscale uh, and i'm talking about the public sector banks which dominate the banking industry in india so 27 uh, uh, scheduled commercial banks in the public sector uh, most of them subscale uh most of them you know uh, also riven with other kind of uh, management administration issues by virtue of being under public control uh, under government control what has happened from 27 we are not on to 12 there are just 12 banks now after a process of mergers amalgamations and so on only 12 banks are left in government control and now the government has said that of the 12 they are going to bring it down to probably four or five and have further consolidation and even possibly for the first time since indira gandhi nationalized india india's banks for the first time we will have privatization of banks so the government is speaking in terms of selling off a government bank to a private party uh union mane tab na nahi to wo bhi ek sahi baat hai ki kab hoga kyun nahi hua abhi tak wo sab question kar sakte hai apne but the government's intent is very clear they have already said this ki ye hum karne wale hain so these two big triggers are in place i think and i and I, i believe it will happen at some point it may happen next year it may happen in 2024 but we will see both the labor codes being implemented and we will see banks being privatized so and why does bank privatization matter we want india to actually uh, have fewer banks and bigger banks because uh, bigger banks will be able to meet the needs of industry in terms of credit bigger banks will be able, will be far more efficient in terms of uh, rather than having chote 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 10 15 20 bank aise hi hai sabka ek chairman hai sabka chairman banglo hai falana falana all the stuff that goes along with that uh, we have fewer banks we have more private sector participation and the government regulates banks and just retains a handful of banks in their own hands the third thing uh, related to credit if you had seen the report was the emergence of the open credit enablement network okem as it is called yeah okay yeah so so that digitization aspect which is coming in a very substantial way uh, uh for borrowers in india where because of the whole pro- process of formalization that we have gone through in the last 5 years now uh, with the uh, uh events of uh, demonetization followed by gst implementation uh where you know many small firms many uh even uh, small and medium enterprises have had to kind of get their house in order uh you know uh, everyone is paying far more taxes than they used to earlier which is why some of the gst numbers are simply you know uh what was tax evasion earlier is now being reflected in the formal economy so the government is expanding its tax base in the indirect side for sure uh and and the small businesses which were operating outside of the formal system are now getting formalized so what this uh, uh once you are a formal business you have a trail of cash flows then what this oken the open credit enable enablement network oken does is based on your cash flows you can access credit rather than you know having to put up collateral ye to pehle kya tha koi choti form bank ke paas jayegi bank bolegi mujhe asset do collateral do to loan nahi milega ab kya hai they can give their gst returns and be like you know this, these are my gst returns i need a working capital of a few crore rupees and then based on the cash flows of the company and which are verifiable and credible cash flows 
you know it's not obviously possible to manipulate your gst uh, data right so so uh, the bank can also trust that data and based on the cash flows of that firm they can lend to that uh, company and that business then gets credit so i think that credit part also we are solving in india now uh, there was a very large gap in terms of uh, availability of credit as well as the means by which credit were delivered so the the two reforms in terms of changing the uh, co- constitution of public sector banks privatizing some banks along with digitization in this space so both these aspects are going to change how credit is made available in this country so that's labor and capital there's two big factor markets the third uh, aspect which will power manufacturing uh, will be that india has kind of moved away from the free trade orthodoxy so what were we doing uh, through the 1990s and 2000s we had essentially embraced that uh, almost uh, you know dogmatic uh, formulation that free trade is a universally a good thing uh, without without any regard to the size of the country without any regard to the job creation needs of the country it, it was kind of like a accepted received wisdom uh, that free trade hona chahiye so what have we done we have put up moderate tariffs and we have created this uh, uh, a kind of a basket of pli schemes production linked incentive schemes so the tariffs along with the pli schemes are pushing indian industry and also attracting foreigners to make in india so once you have uh, in certain identified sectors like let's say electronics manufacturing once you have like let's say a foxconn a tata a dixon and a uh, number of other companies who are putting up capital who are putting up capacity to instead of let's say importing a air conditioner they are saying okay let's start making some of the uh, uh, air conditioner components here we'll import some components and the final assembly will do in india so so that's like uh, uh, you today will find uh, some of the world's largest air conditioner manufacturing companies like daikin uh, they are investing big time in in india now they are not saying ki we are only going to deploy our goods in india uh, you know make the air conditioners in vietnam or china or somewhere else and then then just bring them to the indian market so there is the there is the stick they have which is tariffs so if they do pure imports they have to pay a tariff which pushes up the price uh, and the carrot they have is if they make in india the government gives them an incentive so mm-hmm. i think these three triggers together you know labor market reforms banking sector reforms and credit access credit access expansion and the third part is kind of uh, the pli schemes along with you know certain pushback towards like trade orthodoxy so these three things together will actually uh, not only get back indian manufacturing on its feet i think it will uh, what what this report is saying could actually be an understatement in my view now uh, this is another aspect of the report was which was very Yeah, that was a long run answer but i hope it was clear no 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 it said so what did you make of this the labor productivity and the manufacturing wage usd per hour i think this is a very important uh, in terms of output hmm Th- this was a very interesting figure too where where india stands yeah. uh, in comparison to wh- why i was looking at this is where india stands in comparison to bangladesh and vietnam and china that's what i was looking at right because Please i was see, looking at I mean, it from so, a so geopolitical of, perspective ha so in the case of uh, china for example obviously you know they seem to have declined right they were they were actually doing better uh, 
uh, uh, in back in 2001 than they are now and uh, probably uh, this is a feature of a uh, economic evolution which they have already gone through so china obviously is a much bigger economy and uh, uh, they are probably uh, sort of playing in a more consumption led uh, story for themselves now rather than pure sort of manufacturing or uh, being a producer so they are they are definitely stoking more domestic consumption in that way mm-hmm. uh, so thus you know uh, uh, and, and and they also have other kind of serious headwinds right so i i mentioned that i don't think china's growth will average more than 4% for the rest of this decade uh, the big challenge they have is a declining or you know flatlining labor force uh so they have a serious demographic challenge actually now yeah uh, they are aging uh, population and they are lying about their age also by the way <laughs> yeah they are already peaked their their population is already peaked uh over the rest of the century in fact some projections say that china's population is like, likely to come down by 30% 30 so they will be less than a billion people in china uh, uh probably over the next 4 to 5 decades so obviously that's a very long time frame but uh nevertheless you know these trends are very difficult to change uh and and uh, coming in in that chart you, you can see how india's uh, labor force productivity is actually improved probably in the last 18 years yeah it has it i has. don't know and, and i don't know if many countries have have seen the same level of improvement as we have yeah the uh, the one sad bit in this report was uh um in in textiles uh we have gone down our our overall productivity in textile has gone down which was uh, our share overall share that's what i'm trying to right. say so i'll pull pull that part of the report up so this is the so, so textiles and textiles uh, shoe making all the basically light, labor intensive light manufacturers so uh, these are very sector wise export trend huh? so look at right. the sector wise export trend so uh share dekh kitna gir gaya 6% ka wow. 2009 mein 4.2% ho gaya 2020 mein aur bangladesh and vietnam has quickly uh, emerged as textile exporters india's share of cotton yarn fabric handloom products it's it's up from 3.3% to in f10 to 3.9% 16 then decelerated to 3.4% so why i remember this is tujhe yaad hai we had done that uh, book discussion of uh, uh, arvind panagriya sir and uh, one one yes. of the chapters of arvind panagriya sir was that if india wants to have a manufacturing boost india should focus on the apparel sector so this this is not promising if we look at the numbers of this report that's why i'm saying this no for sure this is no i i completely agree agree with professor panagariya's prescription i mean he has always advocated that essentially to have large number of uh, decent quality good quality jobs in the country india has to push uh, what he calls uh, kind of light manufacturers so basically making garments making shoes you know anything that is very labor intensive but can create a good job for workers uh so so that, there we have certainly been falling behind and probably uh, uh i think we don't even need to look at it in terms of the entire country when we say india needs to do this i would argue that, that just a couple of states in our country need to take this up so if two states decide that we are giving a push to this industry 
you know two major states which would have collectively let's say 100 120 million people i mean that's like a significant population with which you can build up a industry focus and really drive this forward actually yeah another thing in the export bit ye mera dimag kaam nahi kar raha again ye mere ko justify nahi ho raha honestly this and i've highlighted this also india's export market share could rise more than 2x by 2031 i'm going to read the whole thing we estimate that india's export market share can rise to 4.5% by 2031 from 2.2% in 2021 this is based on the assumption that india's exports rise at an 11.6% cagr over the next 10 years above the 7.7% rate of the previous 10 years in excluding the pandemic however this is below the growth rate of 2002 uh, to 2010 when exports rose at 19.4% cagr this implies that the export pie will rise to us 188 yeah so 1881 billion hai na ye ha 1.8 trillion dollars yeah yeah 1.8 trillion main unka pad raha tha we note that the rise in exports to gdp is still slower when compared with the pace of increase in east asian economies during their industrialization phases this is because the global growth environment uh, 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 India is now operating in is different from when East Asian economies focused on export-led industrialization. We believe India will need to focus more on improving competitiveness and productivity so that it can tap into the global growth. And this is the key. I mean, this is the point, right? Uh, one of the biggest reasons, even after having such a robust textile ecosystem, India is never uh, tapping into the export market. Is at the end of the day, I'm cost-effective in here. Bangladesh and Vietnam are way more cost-effective than us. Nia, so and and that plays into essentially the factor markets uh, that we talked about, right? Labor and capital. So their labor somewhere is probably doing uh, better work. They are working harder. They are working longer, etc., etc. And mm. probably uh, their credit institutions are operating better. So on both these fronts, I think we have to get our act together. And like I said, for uh garment and uh, let's say a shoe factory or a uh a garment uh, exporter to take off in india probably two states have to uh, pick up these industries and you know focus on them i mean frankly bangladesh has succeeded so well because they made it a focus area and and in some ways now that's also a challenge for them because bangladesh's economy has probably become too dependent on garment exports mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so that is but that's a second level challenge at least you know they have gotten to where they are and that's very credible yeah yeah and that by the way their factories uh, i've never been my father has been to bangladesh and he always told me their factories are far better than ours in terms of uh, efficiency quality production they are very good in certain areas in certain uh, areas we are better than them but in certain sure. processes they have now become better than us बट ओवरऑल यस वो बेसिकली सस्ता कपड़ा बनाते हैं तो ओवरऑल आज भी तुम बोल सकते हो इंडिया में क्वालिटी कुछ मोस्ट चीजों में मगर कुछ चीजें जो वो बना रहे हैं वो अभी हमसे अच्छा बना रहे हैं अच्छा दिस थिंग आई बिलीव्ड सो इंडिया सर्विसेज एक्सपोर्ट्स विल ऑलमोस्ट ट्रेवल इन द नेक्स्ट 10 इयर्स टू 527 बिलियन वर्सेस यूएस 178 बिलियन इन 2021 नाउ दिस इज डाइजेस्टेबल ये मेरे को समझ पड़ता है बट आई डोंट वांट टू the 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 risks are something that uh, that are actually very real and i don't know what the government is doing or 
we don't even have these the, the risk i had to highlight is because these are important they say a talent pool doesn't grow fast enough to keep up with the demand causing wage pressure and eroding india's competitiveness as a business destination this is this is actually very a uh, very real problem rajiv hireable log nahi milte hain aur jo hote hain fir unki pagarein itni badh jati hain business competitive nahi hote dusra prolonged global macro slowdown to wo to hamare haath mein nahi hai teesra automation uh, from so software bots Nee, this is actually really interesting one, Kushal, to me because I don't know if you've been uh, following uh, all the good stuff coming out of this uh, this company called OpenAI. No, I don't know. So please tell us about it. Uh, no, so essentially, the degree to which large language mo- large language models (LLMs) as they are called have mm-hmm. gotten uh, highly effective. It's it's really uh you know you it will be it will just blow your mind is that kind of technology so uh if you if you see i don't know if you can do a quick demo of this uh but if you see basically uh open ai chat you know something called it's a it's a it's essentially a conversational uh ai uh system where you put in a question and it gives you a highly articulate answer Right? Oh, so, I remember so, this. Uh, one of my close friends' son is uh, doing something about it. He was told. He he told me something yeah, so about it. Chat GPT actually. So uh, this builds off of GPT three, uh, and and Chat GPT actually, it it's just mind blowing. How if you ask it to write an essay, for example, on a particular topic, it is able to produce like a four hundred word you know copy, which is fairly decent. uh so so a lot of people you know this is kind of taken over my twitter timeline in the last like week or so and you know a lot of people are speculating that you know this could be the end of the college essay uh what does this mean for entry level jobs uh those who are like let's say uh writing copy for like marketing campaigns for example uh unlo kya karenge agar ye chalne laga to so so that is a real uh that is a real risk actually for all these outsourcing type of jobs that uh, a lot of people are used to yeah so that is something that is mentioned na right? in this report they highlight oh, that as one of the risks yeah yeah so this automation, automation part from software bots yeah so so this uh, uh, this is a real i mean i would highly encourage you to uh, play with chat gpt for a while and even even check out dali d a l l e so so dali which is a uh play on the uh famous painter salvador dali uh mm-hmm. so essentially what that does is you type in a sentence and it throws back a a, a graphic or a artwork at you uh you can you can type in a descriptive sentence of any scene or of any uh subject that you can think of and it could even be something which doesn't exist in the real world of course uh and it will throw back a artwork or a, a graphic at you so so again like you know for entry level graphic artists for example uh someone would have earned let's say a few thousand rupees creating a for example a company logo or designing something for a greeting card uh uh invitation or whatever some things like that which are very entry level kind of freelance type of jobs uh so if these technologies take off uh, you can imagine that segment being hit Yep, I I can see that happening. <laughs> On a lighter note, मतलब ये eventually books भी लिखेंगे तो फिर सब book authors का क्या होगा? नहीं बिल्कुल बिल्कुल तो वो सब आ रहा है. 
एक्चुअली ऑपेड तो यू कैन सी इट कमिंग इन सम वेज यू नो दैट यू गिव इट अ लिस्ट ऑफ फाइव बुलेट पॉइंट इट विल कन्वर्ट इन टू नॉपेड so it also throws up some interesting ethical questions as to who actually wrote that then <laughs> but uh, but yeah yeah so this bit again the implications of the services boom for the real estate sector may uh grade office wise but i want to go on page 66 of the report and i want to focus on this this just i mean मेरा दिमाग काम करना बंद हो गया जब मैंने ये ये डेटा देखा ना गुड़गांव कमर्शियल स्टॉक एनसीआर कमर्शियल स्टॉक बैंगलोर क्यूमुलेटिव सेल्स और गुड़गांव की ये क्यूमुलेटिव सेल्स का अगर ऐसे ही चलता रहा तो रियल एस्टेट के भाव क्या होंगे नहीं सो एक तो ये सप्लाई साइड है राइट दिस इज ऑब्वियसली you know this seems like this is seeming crazy but imagine you showed this graph to someone in 2008 as a projection right or some version of this some analyst like i'm guessing would have seen this in 2008 uh and and look at what the numbers are right like from how far we have come from there whether it's delhi ncr that's gurgaon whether it's bangalore you know you look at the numbers uh, in 2008 and where they are now like mm. if i'm reading this correctly uh bangalore cumulative new sales in number of units is 11887 and now it is uh 3 lakh 7000 7000 yeah that's huge means so from 11000 to 3 lakh right that's almost a 30x kind of so yeah, so again like ha huh, so it's almost a 30x increase in uh no wait cumulative new sales yeah so yeah cumulative uh, new sales in per unit and right? units hai actual unit ke number ha so so that is a significant increase i mean we are sitting here in 2022 and this report talks about the next decade and this was the last decade right and mm-hmm. and we all know all the crazy stuff that happened in this last decade right mm-hmm. so for half of this last decade between 2008 to 14 we knew what was happening in our economy uh, things mm-hmm. were in a tailspin there was an environment of lot of negativity people were questioning the india story etc etc so half of this decade went like that the other half also like it's been a pretty difficult year three years of two and a half years of pandemic almost uh, at least two years of pandemic so this this year has been normal only for the most part so two years of pandemic you know there's been a war going on whatever 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 external shocks uh yeah. there was a big nbfc crisis in spite of all of that you are mm. seeing this kind of a result in a dynamic city economy of the country yeah right so so why should we be you know some skepticism is warranted but sitting here in 2022 uh there is no need to be actually in that sense pessimistic or negative i feel because the fact is in the last 5 6 years we have got a lot of things right right from a policy mm. perspective we've got a lot of things right which was not the case in 2015 16 and yet there was this growth yeah and now this the residential buyer profile by occupation and by demographic ye dekh ye main tere ko yahi puchne wala tha ki ab baad mein ghar kaun kharidenge bhai 
और घर खरीदने के कल्चर को क्या होगा और हाउ मच ऑफ वर्क फ्रॉम होम इज गोइंग टू बी एनकरेज बाई कंपनीज कंसिडरिंग दैट दे मे ऑल्सो नॉट वॉन्ट टू हैव बिग कैपिटल इन्वेस्टमेंट इन रियल एस्टेट so how are are these factors considered in this report no i'm sure they are i'm sure they are i mean see uh, already we are seeing if you if you see the commentary around work from home this whole issue about moonlighting and second jobs and you know people holding down multiple jobs employers definitely want uh, their employees to come back to the office like with with exceptions for probably very high value workers who have their own kind of you know for lack of a better thing you can call it like mono- monopoly uh, pricing power like someone mm-hmm. is so unique that they are able to dictate the terms of when and how they will work right they don't need to listen to the company they will say ki main ye karne wala hu aur main work from home karunga and you le- you better let me do it or i'm walking home so there will be some segment of employees who are like that and who can negotiate that for themselves but my guess is by and large most employees you know uh companies would require that would require them to come in at least some of the time it won't be completely wfh all year round so uh and and when it comes to uh, buying homes and all i think that will very much persist uh and in fact you know one of the one of the really good uh exhibits in this report if you see page 69 is this uh you know the the projection on how the income pyramid is going to shift Yes, this is insane. Yeah, so this has kind of uh, colossal implications, yeah. I would say. Yeah, मेरा तो दिमाग काम करना बंद हो गया था जब मैंने ये देखा था exhibit हंड्रेड. Yeah, for for you know the socio-economic dynamics of the country, it has colossal implications, right? Like I don't even think someone looking at this uh, graphic will be able to even appreciate that what is this telling us. i mean firstly mm-hmm. tells you if you look at the bottom uh, uh this thing the bottom uh, number uh gdp per capita of just below 5000 dollars a year look at the shrinkage it goes from 38% to you know one third of that 13% yeah. that 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 which, that is insane yeah which which means that you know uh, a lot of people in india would be accustomed to like having help around the house uh let's say having a driver or something and it's very common right like people have it in cities especially they tend to keep a driver whatever so what will happen in the next 6 7 years is you'll see it harder and harder or rather more and more expensive to have that kind of facility so because people are escaping from poverty people are getting richer and what could be a better thing for the country so so the bottom base level kind of jobs like that will see a very big shake out where uh, uh, you know someone who's who today has no alternative except to take up like let's say household work somewhere uh, they will move up the income chain they will they will sort of go into this bracket the 34% bracket uh, and the 34% bracket those who are in that 5 to 10000 dollar bracket today are moving up further they are going up into the 10 to 30000 dollar bracket which is the real you know upper middle class that uh, would be created in the country so when you have yeah. an expansion like that in the upper middle class and upper class i think you will even see a complete transformation in frankly the politics of the country in some ways boss ye ye wala figure bahut significant hai 
दिमाग काम करना बंद हो गया था मैंने बोला यार ये हो सकता है मतलब दो मिनट के लिए तो मैं खुद ही डाइजेस्ट नहीं कर पा रहा था कि ये हो सकता है क्योंकि गरीब इंडिया में पैदा हुआ था Nee, but Kushal, if you project this out backwards, like if you look at the first part here, right? Like two thousand twenty-one. Me, today is here. Now, if you if you look at two thousand one figures for the same GDP per capita, this would look very different, right? Yeah. Like this pyramid would be even steeper and broader. This mm-hmm. pyramid was like this. It was a little like this, and now it is like this. You see my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this pyramid had a very big base and a very steep peak earlier, and now that base has become sort of less, uh, 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 lesser in length, uh, and and it has become like less sort of uh, the 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 angle of that pyramid has actually uh, become more this way and less more steep in a sense from like that. and 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 what we'll see in the coming 7 8 years is uh that pyramid becomes a diamond so to mm-hmm. say another thing that blew my mind away was this projection for the retail market i mean what the ha so this is follows from the transformation right like from the oh. uh when you when you have a when you have a discretionary class rising in the country uh because what's going to happen now is see up till a gdp of about Two thousand dollars or so, everything falls into your, uh, you know, uh, kind of staples. You have to pay for food. You have to pay your rent or your housing cost. You have to pay medical bills. You have to pay education bills. So, आप जो भी कमा रहे हैं सब उसी में जाता है. तो पर एक एक बार आप दो हजार से पांच हजार के लेवल पे जाते हैं, which is what this uh, paragraph is telling us. Once you grow, grow, grow into that, the incremental earnings are all discretionary, right? So you, then you what? Then you start buying the boat headphones. Then you start buying a electric scooter instead of like taking the public transport, whatever. All these things start happening when you transition from two k two thousand dollars to five thousand dollars. Yeah, which is what they are saying, right? They expect eighty seven percent of households to have per capita income in excess of five thousand. as compared with 62% currently and then they say as a result of that non grocery consumption will rise to us 3.6 trillion from 1.4 trillion for a share of overall consumption of 79.3% up from 73.5% this implies a growth at 10% cagr over 
2022-31 as compared to 7, uh, 6.8% from 2012-2021. to 2021. So the next decade is going to see way more. And isme apparel, electronics... Huh, essentially all so, consumer items, right? Like all kinds yeah. of, let's say, slightly discretionary... So you want to buy a nicer shirt, you want to buy a bigger TV, etc, etc. You buy a washing machine, you buy a fridge, a nicer, bigger fridge for your house. All that comes in. Insane. Like, uh, you know, the, this is the time where I tell myself, I textile ka business. Why did I stop? Stocks are not. No, man. Textile is stock. Exposure will get. So, one more thing. So, 1.1 trillion incremental retail opportunity we have by 2021. Incremental retail. uh, This was also another interesting uh, thing. Uh, India's consumption opportunity is unchanged, but the mix is shifting. So, Mm -hmm. consumption share, grocery, non grocery, pura diata, non retail. This was uh, obviously these are estimates, I understand. But again, this chart was very interesting too in terms of consumption um, in the report. I mean, the report estimate here is they are saying by FI32, India will be at 8 trillion economy, Lafri, 8 trillion GDP, 8 trillion dollars GDP. And uh, they've just broken it down based on the Kind of historical shares of uh, you know grocery and overall retail market and so on. So uh, it's it's a fairly it's a fairly uh, credible sort of projection. I, I don't see it as having any kind of a you know it's not over optimistic. It's not under optimistic. In fact, I feel it's probably underballing a little bit. Like uh, India will probably be above ten trillion by FY thirty two. Wow. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else? Uh, in... There's a logic to it. I think Harsh has also made this point on your podcast before. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, even very credible people like Mukesh Ambani have been talking about it. Uh, so, so like, uh, we're, I mean, obviously, I'm not the first person to say it. Like, if anything, I would expect like a investment bank to be a little bit conservative. So they, they may have made a certain projection and they decided in any aggressive lag and then they kind of you know tone it down. Hmm. Yeah, interesting tha, uh, report ka e-commerce ka. So people who are interested in e-commerce by ye bhi dekh lo. Uh abhi bhi matlab, uh is ghode maybe jan bilkul hai. See, e-commerce is just uh one of the ways or other increasingly the primary way for retail, right? Like is the primary retail channel, like the digital channel is one of the main retail channels, especially for certain class of uh, certain type of uh, products such as electronics. So uh, there's no question that this is a very long term uh, story. Like it's not, uh, you know, like a lot of years Hmm. So e-commerce, uh, but this is, uh, I think this was digestible to me personally. I think e-commerce is rational. The point they're making on e-commerce uh, was uh, not something that uh, I, I was like, Rini, ye kaise hoga? 
ஒன்ட்ரிபியூட் If I can put it in a very dumb and simplistic manner, I would put it like that. This was another thing that they had mentioned. Companies' best position to benefit and those potentially challenged. Uh, we believe the biggest potential beneficiaries from this income and one of the things so yep so i think this was pretty much all the things that in the report that i found interesting now if there is anything else that you remember that you think we should talk about uh, that I, i i i have forgotten or i have not touched upon i mean feel please feel free to cover those two so so if we if we go back to the very first graphic you know sure. those three pillars we we talked yeah, about manufacturing and uh, rise of services export uh we talked about uh, uh the energy transition i think we've not spoken about the digital uh, differentiation piece which is probably uh the single most powerful uh area for india today where it is really the world leader i would argue mm-hmm. so i mean at least i think there is a wider uh, understanding today ki how we have actually done something truly uh, uh truly amazing and achieved something uh, unprecedented in the world of digital payments uh but if you look at the other pieces that underlie you know the uh, payments part the aadhar unique, unique identification and the other pieces of india stack aadhar so, was one of the reasons they are the most bullish about india's economic growth it it was separately mentioned in the report aadhar right and and it's a very fundamental thing right like uh, see people like you and i can take it for granted but just think about it like if you are if you are uh, thinking of giving a loan to someone your first uh, item uh, your first order of business will be figuring out who is this person right now answering that question who is this person can be very difficult in a country like india or at least used to be extremely hard ki someone walks in into your bank branch and wants to open an account or wants to uh, get a housing loan or wants to get an auto loan or something to aap kaise decide karenge ki ye isko milna chahiye ki nahi milna chahiye aur ye aadmi hai kaun koi matlab koi could be he they could be lying about their identity they could be you know doing something else so how do i verify ki this person is the person that they are claiming that they are right and aadhar has just solved that problem it is such a difficult problem for a country like india for a vast country like india uh it's not so much of a problem for other countries you know sometimes we are compared to much smaller countries which have 3 4 million people and i always say ki yaar get a sense of scale uh we are talking about 1.4 billion and we are talking about 3 million sometimes uh you know lot of economists sometimes will throw ki are new zealand did this i mean new zealand is you know a very uh, small country so hard to draw lessons for india from what uh, new zealand might have done even though new zealand obviously has done many things well uh so so 
Aadhaar actually fundamentally has resolved that issue for us. Uh, anyone who's opened a bank account with Aadhaar and through the old route can probably recognize this. Like it takes 15 minutes to do your KYC with Aadhaar and it would take much longer with many more papers if you do it without, without Aadhaar. So there is no doubt ki it's a uh, game changer and how. Like it's difficult to overstate how impactful it's been actually. So, kisi ne question pucha hai, what, what is the pharma sector prediction in the report? I mean, pharma ka to ye log ne, they were quite uh, bullish on pharma too. Like pharma yeah. mein growth hai, bullish on pharma. India, India has a very strong pharma industry, obviously, in the generic side of the uh, fence. Yeah. Uh, I think what we might see in the coming years is more and more innovation happening in India. Uh, mm-hmm. More and more drug discovery work happening in India. Because... Yes. Uh, I mean, we always had the talent pool. We always had the capabilities. Uh, and soon we'll have the risk appetite also. Yeah, the last word was risk appetite. This is a very important factor when we discuss the economic uh, growth or the history of any country. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed every time I have uh, checked out any uh, or spoken to any Indian and this applies equally to me. I don't say that I am a big fan. I am a big special man. This risk appetite is we are a risk averse society by nature. I have been a risk averse businessman all my life. Uh, in fact, uh, I have always been like this. So, how, how, wh- what happens exactly when the economic growth happens? How do people uh, become less risk averse? Uh, like, what fundamentally changes? See, it comes back to the income pyramid that per capita, GDP, and income pyramid, uh, Kushal. So, basically, see, when you have a Pretty much as a society, when you are at a hand-to-mouth existence, then you don't want to take risk, right? Then you are like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm earning so much, I'm spending so much. I need this for health, education, uh, shelter, food, and I can't do anything more. So you stay on that path. But once you start, you know, getting something extra, then that gives people a life of agency. Then they think, okay, it's so so some people will say, Chalo, chutti bhi jana hai. let's take a nice holiday. Some people will say, I am buying a nice car. Uh, some people might say, uh, you know, buy a bigger house. Some people might say, let's do, a, let's do something interesting in business. Let's try something which we've not done before. Hmm. So, so I think it's just a function of at a very aggregate level. Like once you see people escaping that kind of cycle of being stuck in, you know, like a hand to mouth kind of situation. Once you escape that, it's a, it's a, you know, this is man ki batti khul jati hai. Kare, kya kar sakta hai? I agree. Another interesting point was this, the greater tax buoyancy to feed into capital spending. This is about digitization. I, I think yes. people are underestimating this factor. And I think this report points out a very oh, sure. important challenge. Uh, or, or digital literacy is an issue. Uh, what do you make of India and now in the next 20 years, we will be an aging population too. So what do you think of that angle and its impact on the economy? Uh, nahi, hai. At, least, at least we have those, I think, 10 to 20 years right, to uh, get a few things right. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah, it's probably more than 10 years. 
बड़ी अटिव वी हैव फिल अबाउट 2040 और सो एंड आई मीन दिस इज अ नेचुरल कॉन्सिक्वेंस टू सम डिग्री ऑफ लाइक अ चेंजिंग इकोनॉमी ऑफ लाइक वुमेन्स एम्पावरमेंट ऑफ मोर इगैलिटेरियनिज्म एटसेट्रा एटसेट्रा सो दिस वाज श्योर टू हैपन सो दैट्स व्हाई इट्स वेरी क्रूशियल एक्चुअली दैट इन द नेक्स्ट 15 20 इयर्स वी टेक आवर जीडीपी फ्रॉम लाइक अ 3 ट्रिलियन लेवल वेयर इट वेयर इट इज एट करेंटली to you know hopefully 20 trillion and beyond uh and and uh, the other way to sort of counter demographic headwinds is obviously automation technology and so on which obviously every country including india are pushing the envelope in i mean china is obviously betting he- very heavily that now that they are already in that zone they are betting very heavily that uh, technology will be the answer for them to kind of at least mitigate if not i mean i don't think they can escape it but they are hoping technology will help mitigate the effects of demographic decline yeah and just one last point ye to already bol chuka hai but uh, again the report acknowledges it we expect retail msme loan growth to accelerate to a 19% cagr over the next decade that in kushal 19% over a decade i mean compounded 19% means you are looking at almost you know i think something like 8 to 9 times over a decade mm-hmm. yeah right so so that's like a significant uh, increase in loan growth so and this obviously loan growth means investment in investment means you know job creation all the good things and then you are asking ki manufacturing share badhega kaise export share badhega kaise aise badhega yes and 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 this is what uh, the report has been consistently saying i don't know man this report matlab ye iske liye to maine wo thumbnail mein bhi akshay kumar ka paisa hi paisa hoga dala because ye report ko agar dekhenge to aur to kuch conclusion dal nahi sakte ki this report's conclusion literally is that so uh, uh, rajiv before we wrap up any last words that you want to say anything other than what this report has covered or maybe you think this report has overstated or missed out uh no overall i thought actually it's a very fair summary of uh, many of the policy changes that have happened in india uh, many of the changes in the corporate landscape that have taken place in the country so overall it's a very good summary of that and uh, i think if anything you know i think i think they're quite on point i i share this thesis i very much subscribe to this thesis that it is going to be a very uh, powerful decade for india and by the way even uh you know uh, this particular investment bank and rhythm uh, by putting out a report like this you know they are putting their necks on the line like uh, yeah. they are taking a stand and they are saying ki and and mind you these are not idle intellectuals of some university right who can just say one thing today and another thing 3 years later i mean uh, they will have to answer to their clients that's the best part of uh, the business world that there is an accountability mechanism uh so so if they are off the mark they will have to answer to their clients which is why i think it, this report has a lot more weight and value in my eyes mhm i agree i agree man when i read the damn report i was like iske liye maine tere ko immediately bola tha ki bhai ye report padhi hai ki nahi tere ko aur harsh ko jab maine tum logon ko bheja tha manla yaar ye report padhi it, it just blew my mind and i thought you know somebody to whatsapp pe viral ho gayi actually ye report ha puri viral ho chuki hai screenshot share kiye report bhi share ki shayad probably matlab it's like a client only report or whatever but still yeah. i think it has got out into the world because of the quality of the output 
इसलिए तो मैंने इसका कोई लिंक नहीं डाला क्योंकि क्लाइंट ओनली रिपोर्ट है तो मतलब सारे मेरे पीछे पड़ जाएंगे मॉर्गन स्टैली वाला इसके लिए मैंने किधर शेयर नहीं की <laughs> मैं सिर्फ उनके काम को अप्रिशिएट कर रहा हूँ और कुछ नहीं कर रहा हूँ शेयर नहीं कर रहा yeah so that that's the reason i did not do it also because i can't put any links or anything because it's their property no, but no, i can definitely absolutely. discuss the report so which is what we did uh, uh, rajiv once as always yaar pleasure talking to you and and uh, i hope that tu aur harsh jo itne hamesha ultra positive hote ho india ke bare mein you guys are the ones who are proven right and uh, i wish uh, our country are uh, does even better than this so as always pleasure talking to you buddy no likewise kushal and nothing in this podcast so obviously investment advice of any type uh, everyone do your own diligence figure your own things out please yeah yeah wo to by by default hai but yes this report was a very important thing to be discussed unfortunately as uh, always in the report pod- about india's economy and india's prospects yes yeah. and as always in the indian uh, landscape outside of a few business channels talking about bits and bobs here and there nobody did a detailed deep dive into this report and then i felt okay i have to do it because i think uh, young indians need to know about it and i'm glad i have done it and uh, you know i reached nice. out to rajiv and rajiv said nahi nahi karte hain isko pura detail mein cover karte hain so uh, once again it is shocking that i'm the only one who has done it again the way people ask me kya karte rehte ho to yahi karna padta hai 127 page ki report thi puri padni padi uske baad hi ye baat karne ko hoti hai but try and understand why i do this so once again go follow rajiv on twitter his twitter handle is in the description of the podcast and try and understand what we do through this podcast so appreciate it subscribe to this podcast youtube channel or go on spotify amazon music jahan bhi bhi hote ho audio platforms pe support karo you can become a member on fanmo or uh, youtube or patreon or upi bhi hai and the merch is there support the charvak podcast abhi to economy bhi achhi hai to support karo <laughs> i'll see you guys next time until then take care bye bye kushal take care